Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And I don't know why I whipped my hat around so much when I said that, but I cracked my neck and it hurt. You whip your head around a lot when you say that. (laughs) It's just part of the thing you do. I don't know. It hurt. I don't know. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, desperately in need of a Chick-fil-A that is not 40 minutes away from my house. Fair. And kind of sick of most people. Also but like, fair. But like otherwise I'm I'm good. Excellent. Excellent. I actually had a really healthy conversation with my some of my students in drama today about mm-hmm. how I don't have favorites per se. I just have kids that I love in a different way because they need me to love them in a different way. Oh, that is healthy. That's so nice. And I was like, I was like, I know sometimes it might feel like I like someone more than you or I treat them differently than you, but it's because I know that what they need from me is not what you need from me. And like the one girl who um, her mother passed away when she was young, I was Mm -hmm. like, I love her in the way that I feel like she needs because I feel like, and she was there. So it wasn't like I was outing her in front of other people, but I I was like, I feel like I love her in a motherly way because I know that that's who she needs me to be. And those of you who like live with your mom and your mom calls you every 45 seconds, you don't need me to be your mom. Right. And it was just a really healthy conversation, but oh. then they still were like, but who's your favorite? And I was like, I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> told you not none you. of you now are asking that question right now. Not you. Right. Right. Um, that's so nice. We like a healthy conversation. Healthy, um, emotional. I try really hard because I, I don't know drama is the place where you're supposed to be able to like be emotion your emotions so like fair i'm yeah yeah my one of my seventh grade girls started crying during drama because she was so upset that the sentence at a time story that they wrote turned so violent she was like she was like i just wanted to write a love story and none of the boys let me oh that's so sad. I was like, but also I, funny, but sad. Right. I was like, I love you so That's much. So sweet. Um, I can't wait till we start reading Little Women next week. Ugh, I can't <laughs> wait to hear the stories. I love I, I'm so happy for her that we are reading Little Women. And like, I don't care if the boys are miserable. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I hate them all. No, it's it's a good one. They're going to love it. Um. I have a lot of plans that I forgot I had until because <laughs> I didn't say anything about my life last episode and I was like I'm not doing anything and then I was like I'm doing a lot of things so um Friday I'm going to see my podcast that I love and that's why we drink they're gonna be live at Gramercy Theater are they and- I knew they had to cancel oh, a lot so- of they had to cancel <laughs> a lot of their lives they will be because they're in DC right now and um, so they will be at Gramercy on Friday. And I am so excited. And I also have my friend Zach, who came in for Halloween, for those of you that remember six months ago. Um, I he know. Exactly. <laughs> I barely do. Um, he's coming in this weekend, but I'm busy. So I will, I'm only going to see him on Sunday. I think we're going to go do brunch and we're going to go see this bookstore that he told me about. 
I don't remember what it was. On Friday, I will be seeing Blippi, the musical. And by seeing it, I mean I'm working it. I have no desire to watch that show whatsoever. I was wondering. No. That'll be fun. But my friend, one of my friends from Paw Patrol Live in China is in Blippi Musical. Oh, yeah. I forgot you told me about that. Yeah. So I will get to to see Miss Grace on Uh. Friday. I love that. So that is gonna be fun. Yeah. I am. Uh, I can't wait to take a picture with Grace and Snapchat it to Brian and Chris and be like, "Look who I found!" Ha ha. Wish I could do that. I don't even talk to those people. <laughs> I just like to be mean. Um, but speaking of work things, we also have a copyright conference this week. Um, it's the Midwinter one, so it's like one of the annual ones, and. Uh, but it's all virtual because of COVID and whatnot. It was supposed to be in Burbank. No, that's right. not right. LA. It's supposed to be in California. I don't remember where. I mean, Burbank is like so close to LA. It's not even funny. <laughs> I know, but there's like there's a different one that's in Burbank in May. <laughs> oh, this is not the same one. Got it. And so I don't remember where this one's supposed to be. And um, our, so they're doing like a few sessions. It's like half day sessions. And literally the first one we had was called RIP Copyright Law XOXO Gen Z. And I was just like, I want to shoot myself in the foot. No. And they talked about how much copy this is I know this is thrilling. How much copyright law is like so screwed up because Gen Z has just made their own rules on what's copyright infringement, what's not. <laughs> it's just I was Try to teach how to correctly use MLA citation to a bunch of kids who don't believe that anything should be copyrighted. I just don't even want to think about it. I, oh gosh, it is. It's it's horrible. And they're like, spoiler alert, they're like leaning towards, I think, trying to make copyright law fit what Gen Z wants. And I'm just, I'm so upset. (laughs) I'm so upset. I haven't even, like, usually I type up, like, a report at the end and send it to my balls of, like, what I learned at the conference, and I haven't even done it yet, because I just, I'm so upset. (laughs) I I feel that. I was trying to think of if anything else interesting happened to me, and I forgot to tell you that over the weekend, I got a random email from one of my fifth graders, Mm -hmm. and I was like, what is this? And it was just a picture of a meme from one of those like you put two people's first names in and it tells you how much percentage of a match they are and they put me and Clayton the bachelor and it said 95% so they sent it to me <laughs> and then they were like but miss they were like but miss Lydic, um Clayton's not your background anymore and I was like yeah because he keeps giving Shanae roses and so until he gets rid of her he does not get to be my background how Shanae dare. makes Corinne look like a sane stable human being like I love her. <laughs> no, no, no. I do too. But like her behavior on the show, questionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Makes, absolutely. Shanae makes her look like that was rational, healthy relationships. That's hilarious and awful. Yeah. So, um. So the fifth graders know that Clayton is on probation for me right now. Yes. Fair. Fair. And um, that's our season one dead like me wrap up where we just jump from topic to topic to tell you about our life story. Um. We did that, didn't we? We exactly did that. We just thought we'd have a little bit of a throwback to season one before we get into season two, which is what we're talking about today. And um, this episode is Dead Like Me, season two, episode 12. It is called Forget Me Not, 
I have a lot of thoughts about the, wow. I have a lot of thoughts about the title, but I'll say those later. <laughs> I have um, no thoughts about the title. Like, well, they have flowers called Forget Me Nots, and I really thought they were going to be incorporated in this episode. And they right, were no, not. no, no. Like, that's what I'm saying is like now having like after finding the episode right. t- title out after watching it, I'm like, I question you. Right. That was that's my main problem is that yeah. it doesn't have Forget Me Nots mm-hmm. in it. It's called Forget Me Not, and it's about death. And there's no reason to not have flowers. But there's also like nothing about anybody forgetting anyone. Right. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 patient in the hospital. Oh, but, right. No, that was kind of yeah, a huge part of the episode. Right. Yes. That was a large part of the episode that we just watched today. Um, but had nothing to do with the flowers. And um, so I'm still going to be salty about it. Um, but this episode was rated 8.2 out of 10, which fair. I thought it was a good episode. It was, yeah. I mean, it was a lot, but I thought it was good. It was a lot, and, but yeah. Um, it came out October 10th, 2004. The number one song was Still Goodies. And the number one movie was Still Shark Tale. So I have no new, no new information. Except that on this day, October 10th of 2004, Christopher Reeve died. Oh my gosh, why are we talking about death so much? Because we're talking about death. Our show is Bob Graham Bruce. What's our show is titled Dead Like Me. What is your question? <laughs> um, yeah, but like our fun fact last episode was about somebody else dying. Our show is about death. The podcast is literally called death. Keep it together. Keep it together, MK. It's fine. I'm fine. Sad times. I'm fine. We have lost Superman. So the director was brad turner this was his first time directing we've had so many new directors in the past like half of the season well, that's because we had a different show for the past half of a season that we had also before true. that also true um but he's pretty well known he was known for 24 human cargo which i do not know what that is and homeland which i haven't watched any of those but i've i watched a couple episodes of 24 and i've heard homeland i've really heard 24 is good that's my information but some other things he worked on were the new MacGyver. My favorite. V Wars with Ian Somerhalder. So oh, okay, okay, no. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Uh, take two, which I loved that no one else did because it immediately got canceled. Um, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. So, so like, good, um, good stuff. Yeah. And uh, very, very different stuff. Very different. We're watching. Yes. We're watching very different shows from him. Um no. Although I'm curious what episodes of MacGyver he directed now that you continue to talk and I will find this oh, out. Okay. So it's written by Stephen Godshaw and John Massius. And John Massius has written a couple other episodes, the better ones. He wrote Send in the Clowns. He set, wrote A Cook and he wrote the season one finale. So. Oh, which, I, sorry, speaking of A Cook, I forgot to say that the guy last week the guy who was the morgue assistant was also the patty melt guy from the a cook episode who wanted his grilled cheese oh i didn't even notice that ah fun fact fun fact indeed um we had some guest stars we had lots of them this season does we did have lots of them this season but we had a lot this episode 
Um, the first one was Piper Laurie. She played um, Nina, the woman who forgot her everything. Okay, she yeah. She has been in a lot of good things. She's been in The Faculty, which was a very cheesy 90, 90s movie that I liked. Uh, the original Carrie, the original Twin Peaks, the new MacGyver, and fun crossover. She was on one episode of Will and Grace. Fantastic. Um, we also had Yardley Smith, who, for those of you who may not recognize her face, she is the voice of Lisa Simpson. She and she also has a podcast called Small Town Something. Oh, gosh. Um, Brad Turner did direct one of my favorite episodes of season four of MacGyver. Mm. That has some intense emotional baggage stuff in it. So makes sense. Makes sense. Um, sorry, my mom just plugged a jump drive into the computer, and the the jump drive splitter on the computer is a TARDIS, and when you plug USBs into <laughs> it, it makes the TARDIS landing noise. But sometimes I forget that my mic picks things up that aren't like around yes. me and they just appear in my headphones. And all of a sudden the TARDIS was in my headphones. I was confused. Well, I would have let you go if the TARDIS was coming to pick you up. Thank you so, so much. That would have been a good reason to take a break from the podcast. That was very kind of you. I was the only left. <laughs> the only reason you were allowed to leave. Only viable reason to ditch right. podcast mid-recording. Yes. The doctor has come to take you. Exactly. And our last guest star is Patty Allen, who played Claire at the very end. She came at the very end. She was on SG-1, one of the main characters. What? Claire, the neighbor. Very end. She came into Joy's house. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. What character did she play? A main one. Okay. What, What one? Okay. There one that starts with a J. I feel like there was one that started with a J. Look, right. I don't know anything about Stargate. I don't even know anything about the movie we watched, and we watched it already. So <laughs> I, I only pick these characters for your benefit because you Fantastic. know more than me about that. Um, um, I, I do know more than you, but I I'm just about that. Not like slightly perturbed, but again continue and then i said we just don't talk about eric mccormick and never then i checked the episode um so i actually enjoyed this little monologue in the beginning she starts with talking about her love of books and how um her dad when she was younger told her you'll never be alone as long as you have a good book and i feel that way all the time oh that's why i wrote Maybe that is why I related to George when I was young. Yes, that is exactly how I related to her. And I just thought it was so nice. And then she she was like, baby George was cracking me up because she was talking about. Um, uh, also, yeah. to clarify, no, she played um, a character that was in exactly one episode of Stargate SG-1. Okay. Well, why, why is it the first thing that showed up on her list? It then? is the first thing that showed up on her list because she's one of those people who just does a bunch of Hallmark movies and one episode of every show that she's ever been in. Okay. Well, I tried. I, I was like, I was like, there, no, I know all the main characters. That's not one of them. Well, meh. Yeah. Fine. So, uh, 
So they're talking about going to this party and George doesn't want to go because she's reading her book and she's just got to the good part. And she tells her, her mom's telling her what gift she bought. I do not remember what it was. It was some outfit, I think. And George just says, mom, you're going to get me killed. I was like, you're like eight. Calm down. I was dying. And then we flash back to George saying she reading never got her anywhere. And she flashes back to present day George and Mason. And they're at a spelling bee. And I happen to have won our spelling bee. Because <laughs> I too am good at spelling. Well, okay. And my love of reading. Here's the thing. I had a moment and I did not write down what was said because I'm an mm-hmm. idiot. But in the scene, I was really, George was like, I'm a really good speller because I read. And then Mason said something about why he was a really good speller. And it was not about reading. And I don't remember what it was, but I was like, maybe I am Mason. He just kept ta- telling her. To, I don't, I don't know what he said about spelling because he just kept telling her. He was like, I was like, shut up. I'm trying to listen. Stop interrupting them. And he's like, Jesus Christ, George. And then he's like, I'm going for this kid. <laughs> he just like, oh was gosh, really I wish I knew what he said. He I said do. something about why, what made him good at spelling. I don't and know. it was something so obnoxious because it's Mason and he's obnoxious. Yes. I was like, nope, I get that one. That one is also me. Well, he did say uh, the kid's word was Thanatos. And he knew what that one was. He immediately said the like definition was about dying. And uh, so he got that. You know, is that what you're referring to? Maybe it was, but it was like he said something. Basically, he said something about like, um, I spent a lot of time being me yeah. <laughs> like, or something like that, where she was like, I just read a lot. He goes, I spent a lot of time being me. And I was like, fair, fair. Yeah. Nope, I get it. I do feel that. And then um, I'll but yes. just so everyone is clear, the kid whose word was Thanatos was Francis, the love of Reggie's life. Yeah, <laughs> because he was in uh, the credits. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like, no, I, I knew it was him. I was like, oh, Francis. I didn't notice it was so him at bad. first. And the well, because then Mason was like, come on, Francis. Come on. <laughs> I was like, why? You are rooting so hard for this little, little pudgy child. I just didn't put one and one together. It was very clearly there. I just didn't do it. Um, so that's good to know. Um, yeah. And then we see the other kid's dad is very angry that he got a hard word and got out and he throws okay but apoplectic is not a hard word it's not a hard word absolutely i'm glad we're on the same page yes no i agree and then he throws the book at the judge who's spelled who's saying giving the words and it just hits him and his head goes down and then he bleeds and i was like what oh how did you not see he moved he had one of those like receipt things to put the used words on and when he hit him and his head went down it went into the receipt spike which i will be honest having worked with receipt spikes is Mm -hmm. a fear of mine well i don't i don't fear for my head to go on it i do fear that i'm going to catch my hand on it because i have quite a few times i'm i'm always afraid that i'm going to trip and 
like hit my face on the counter because I've done that. But if I hit my face on the receipt thing on the counter, Mm-mm. counters are too tall for me to do that. You were spike is too far back. You work at a bar at a fast food restaurant. The counters are not as tall as they are at a bar. <laughs> and the spike is farther back because we have to share it with the bartender. So less of a hazard for you. If I fall, <laughs> I will not be injured by that. It's possible I will still be injured. Probably. Just not because of that. I would yes. say probable, not possible. Right. Right. Accurate. <laughs> I get bruises a lot. Cuts on my hands. I don't... I'm a disaster. Um, so then we pop over to Daisy and Rube, who are chit-chatting. And they talk about Elvis's favorite food, because it's the Elvis special. Have you this never had an Elvis never. special? I have not because I don't eat bananas. Oh gosh, seeds. Yes. Um, but my favorite part of this was when Daisy was like, How is it? And Tiffany just straight up was like, It tastes like death. She says death on a plate. And I was like, first of all, it's delicious. Okay, but I'm sure the actual Elvis sandwich is delicious, but the way they were describing it and adding the bacon definitely, like, messed that up. No, bacon is also delicious with that. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, it is. I don't know. I find, like... It is amazing. And I've had it on a waffle, too. I was the person who used divider plates until my 20s. -hmm. So, -hmm. like, a lot of flavors together at once. I still have some things that I'm like... I trust that you think this is going to taste good, but I don't, I don't know yet. Well, I do know that this tastes good. Okay. Um, and you're missing out, but also you can't have bananas. And so that's fair, I guess. Um, it actually is kind of sad because I did used to like bananas. Yeah. Can you like cut this around? Yeah. If you better it. There's a lot of things that I can eat if I cut pieces of them out but it's like so much work it's so much work but like if you really wanted a banana you could like have one it would just be work my mom sorry my mom just said she's gonna give me a dinner on a divider plate on march 26th so that i will also eat divider plates in my 30s perfect on march 25th i turn 30 which is disgusting. Look, I'm looking forward to being 30. I'm, I'm be, not. But it's because I was 30 going on 30. I'll be 30, flirty, and thriving because I am struggling in my 20s. So I am looking forward to moving up. <laughs> Honestly, like it's not that I actually have any kind of like age issues. Like I don't think age has anything to do with who I am as a human. But at the same time, I'm about to be 30 and I still feel like I relate to my 13-year-old students more than I do any adult man. Look, I don't know that you're ever going to relate to any adult man because they are the worst. I hate them all. Yes. Yes. If any of our fans are men, which um, the anchor algorithm thing seems to think is not true. But like, if you are, I don't mean that I hate you. I probably, probably not. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you have good enough taste to listen to this podcast, I don't completely hate you. Fair. You're probably fine. Yeah. So now we have alienated men, and specifically men whose names start with J, 
We have Okay, uh, I don't regret alienating men whose name starts with J. Like I fully stand by that one. Okay. So uh except for the short list. The short list we've given you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you're on the approval list. Um you know it's fine. It's fine. It's um so now Mason and oh wait George walk in to the diner. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, this is the exact next thing that happens. <laughs> Sorry, I had a note about something Tiffany said, but I forgot that it was after everybody else gets there and then leaves again. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. uh uh Rube Mason is just spelling everything. And I just put Rube is going to punch Mason in the face. And then he brings up it gets a uh, Daisy's boyfriend gets brought up somehow. I don't remember how. And uh, Rube is upset. He's like, this is not cool. This is not allowed. And um, I'm sorry. It sounded like something was outside my door. It probably was. I live in an apartment. But it distracted me for some reason. Um, but yeah, so Rube is like going off about this. And no one is giving him answers. Everyone's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And Daisy's like, I don't have a boyfriend. And Rube just like, won't let it go. Fair, he but, shouldn't. But. but then Tiffany is like, oh, you mean that cutie you left here with the other night? And I was yeah. like, Tiffany, girl, you do not know the girl code. Right. And you know, you know these people well enough to know that you're not supposed to say anything. You don't say anything about anything else. To Rube? No. But to anyone. Let's, let, let's be fair. Kefni's allegiance is to Rue. Hands well, no, down, hundred percent. Absolutely, but she doesn't ever mention anything that goes on ever to anyone. So why is now when she chooses to start? I was like, not today, girl. Not today. But um, alas, she did. So then we go back to Reggie and Joy, or we go to the oh, first. Hold on, no. Before we do that, they're giving out. Um. He's giving out assignments mm-hmm. and he Mason asks why Roxy doesn't have an assignment. And Rube's like, Roxy has a personal day. And Mason's like, why don't I get a personal day? And Rube's like, because you are a fuck up. <laughs> and I, I said that I truly do not understand why Rube continues to treat Mason this way. Like, I don't. And I also don't understand why Roxy gets so many personal days. Yes. Uh-huh. What is she even for? Yes, but this is the first of many, many notes that I will come back to this episode. Um, just to be clear, this episode is um, basically the tirade of why I don't think anyone treats Mason fairly. I'm over yes. it. I'm over it. I'm with over you. Over it. I'm with you. It's fair. Also, George is a terrible liar. Notes on that scene. George is, George is terrible, terrible liar. <laughs> George is terrible at everything. So that's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, so we go to Reggie and Joy, and Reggie's making blueberry pancakes. And I mean, Joy is, and Reggie says, What's wrong? <laughs> She's like, What do you mean? She's like, You only make blueberry pancakes when something's wrong. And it turns out nothing's really wrong. But uh, she says, Why are you dressed like a realtor? <laughs> it's like, It's like, She's just dressed in business casual. That's not like a realtor. <laughs> I mean, but whatever. And then she says she's going to go job hunting. And, and I literally immediately wrote, oh my God, is Joy going to go to happy time? I did too, I did too. Oh, uh, yes. So. And then my mom, my mom goes, 
joining the temporary job. Does that mean she's going to go? I was like, yes. Yes, absolutely. And um, that's pretty much all that happened in that scene. It wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, so back at Rube and George. Yes. And um, George, I mean, Rube is still mad about Daisy. And he says that any of her alleged um, indiscretions have not been on his watch. But he knows he's heard about things. So he's like, this is not going to happen. Okay. Uh, but then in this moment, they're discussing her alleged indiscretions. And they're just like listing a bunch of celebrities' names. Right. And then um, George is like, I don't know who that one is. And Rube is like, Sunset Boulevard. And like, they have a whole conversation about Sunset Boulevard. And I go, that was not Rube. That was Mandy. I just make notes of any time. <laughs> I just make notes of any time that Mandy Patinkin just shines through Rube in right. a way that is like, nope, that was just Mandy. He just said that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then she's putting syrup on her eggs. Okay, I also like syrup on my eggs. I was with George on that one. Syrup on eggs, actually, like, if you're having, like, French toast and eggs, yes, 100%. I like syrup on my bacon. Well, yes, no, syrup on your bacon is good, but, like, it, he was like, that ruins the eggs. And I was like, but does it? I don't think it does. So how can you mix all of these foods together, your French toast, your bacon, your syrup, and your eggs, and be okay with it? Because that's delicious. Okay, but you think about what's in bananas, peanut butter. It's the it's the peanut butter and bacon that freaks me out. Why? I don't know because don't it's know. sweet, but also so is syrup. Yeah, but like, but peanut butter is not sweet. It's like sweet, but also not sweet. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I I, I, don't. I I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. what I am. Me either. <laughs> but like peanut butter and bacon do not go together. Okay. Incorrect, but okay. Agree to disagree. Um, so then Ray shows up. And if I never had to talk about Eric McCormick again and this related to the show, I wouldn't. But my note just says he immediately showed up and I just wrote, fuck off, Ray. Right. And um, I put, oh, good, Rube can just kill him. That's what I was hoping for. And um, then he's but, talking okay. about. This was the first time that I actually liked George, like ever, because she was like, yeah. no, I don't know you. I know. And he says, you're not welcome here. She says, I did not invite you to sit down. Because he's like, just tell me if I'm not welcome here. He says, you're not you're welcome not here. here. He says, I did not invite you to sit down with a full table of people you do not know. And he's like, I know George. George's like, I don't know. You don't know me. And, and I was then, like, God. When, when Ray finally leaves and Rube's like, I, that guy's a piece of work. And, and George is like, right. I do not care for him. <laughs> I know. She went on a rant. I was like, I'm with you. I follow I you. Like, I feel like that was all of my friends behind my back. And I didn't know it. I mean, you might not be wrong. But I wasn't around for that, so I can't tell no, you. No, you were her. Not. You were not you were around. But I can only imagine the things you would have said to me were you around, because you are much more blunt than a lot of my friends then were. I am. I will just tell you things. I will let you know how I feel. But I'm also kind. I'm not mean. <laughs> I I am mean. So, but you're also kind, just in a different way. Yeah, it's funny for someone as for someone as like 
callous as I can be. I'm really good with children, which means I'm clearly mm-hmm. not actually that mean. Right. Yes. You just wear your emotions on your sleeve a lot more. Usually the, my emotion is frustration. Right. 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 Which is fair. So this episode does jump around a little more like first season and uh, didn't care for that. But here we are. It's what it, we were wasn't, it wasn't as bad, though, because like a lot of times there was multiple characters together. Yeah. Well, it wasn't as bad, but I think it was more obvious because it has happened less this season. Fair. And so that's where I that's where I came out about it. Um, we go to Mason and Daisy. They're at a boxing ring. We find out Daisy has invited Ray to her reap like a moron. Okay. And then this is when I'm going to get really angry. Then mm-hmm. she gets mad at him and she's like, oh, since when are you the responsible one? And I literally was like, he's been the responsible one for weeks now and no one is giving him any credit. He's the only one who was mad at George for doing something stupid. Like, yes, trying to steal money from a dead guy. Fine. But like, that's just Mason's quirk. He's the only one who is like you. He, when George was upset about trip, only one who noticed like only one who's sticking up for you when this guy's literally like squeezing your wrist in public, like Mason is the responsible one when he cares about people and no one is giving him any credit. And I'm talking really fast right now, but I don't even care because I get so angry when people just don't, they're like, you're a fuck up. You're always going to be a fuck up. But like, that's not true. It's not true. Mason is a saint right now. He is, he truly is doing the best out of everyone. Rube is so disconnected that he's not even noticing that everything's a mess. And it's just, and Roxy's just all. Which Rube is 100% in his own shit. And so he's not worrying about anybody else, which is exactly what he wants no one else to be doing. And it's a little hypocritical of him. And I'm mad about it. And I'm mad about everybody calling Mason a fuck up when he's the only reason that team is still together. Truly. He's the only reason anything is going through. So uh, we go back to happy time. And I just put, yes, joy is applying at happy time. That's exactly what I wanted. And I wrote joy and crystal is the combination I never knew I needed in my life. <laughs> yes. I always need more crystal in my life. I love her so much. Yeah. Um, and then we go over to the hospital for the first time. And we learn that George's reap is at the hospital. Yes. I have one note. That is completely unrelated to plot, which I don't usually do. But when George and Ruth walk into the hospital, I think this might be the first time we've ever seen George in a skirt. Her legs are so skinny. I almost died. I was like, that is unhealthy. I don't approve. Okay, but also, I also don't think. Yeah. Agreed. It is not very George. No. But also, I don't think her legs are like, I don't think she was like, had an eating disorder or something. I think her legs are just that skinny. But like, I am so uncomfortable by it because I don't think like my neck is as skinny as her legs were. I was just very upset about the outfit. Like, it, her- it was not very George to me. Okay, I'm upset about every outfit that existed from the years 1999 until 2018. Yeah, big fan. Well, after 2010, I'm cut off but uh before big fan um so we learn that yardley smith is also a reaper but she has uh what is it natural 
Natural causes, yeah. Natural causes. But her name is her name is Penny, and she gets to she's a reaper of people who die of natural causes, and she gets to work in like an old folks home, so she like gets to just like reap the all the people who die peacefully in their sleep, and like that is the best job. A dream reaper. And Rube even says like that is ten out Mm -hmm. of ten. And he knows her somehow, and we never know how. But I would like to know. Okay. He, there's clearly like a Reaper network where like different divisions like interact yeah. with each other. And this is actually something I picked up from Reddit because somebody said something on Reddit about how there has to obviously be a network because everybody seems to know about her. And like even the dirty animal boy, who I can't think of his name, knew who yeah. George, yeah, knew who George was. So yeah, like, but like she knows about. Tiffany and she knows about times at the diner like right but like so there's like well there's obviously like a reaper network and so like because Rube is middle management he obviously probably knows more people and has relationships with more people outside of like his division than other people would like I just still think there's something more there than just working together I don't think so I I do I don't because she is shocked about the later when, or maybe it's now when she, no, it's definitely later when she finds him, the information about the old folks home that, that is later, but like, she's shocked to find out that he's worried about anybody who was alive or even who these people are. She doesn't know their names of anybody. And I don't think like, I know he's a closed off person, but I don't think it's anything more than like work associates. If she doesn't know. But like her, he also hasn't told Roxy. Yep. And they have outside relationship. Yeah, but Roxy's still his employee. I don't know. I wonder if she used to work for him in his department and now no, she's in her. You can't change departments. Remember? They told us that when Daisy transferred, you don't you don't change I don't know them. jobs. A lot of uh just work colleagues, just friends. All right. All Back right. before he had to deal with all these fuck ups that he has in his division. Truly, truly. Um and George is talking about how she's freaked out by the old people. And it just made me think of um, our Reddit that thread we were discussing the other day when we were like, we asked like what people, what reap they couldn't do. And a lot of people were saying old people because they're so kind. And George is just like old people because they freak me out. I was like, George. I truthfully, and I said this on Reddit, I truthfully get overwhelmingly depressed whenever I see an old person alone. Well, I think it depends on the context because I've seen a lot of old people that are happy alone. No, like, like they, I see them at like restaurants and stuff. No, when I see an old person eating alone at a restaurant, I don't care how happy they are. I genuinely cannot handle it. It makes oh. me so upset. Like, okay, we were, it was one of my students' basketball games. Mm-hmm. It was the one that they lost really, really badly. And one of the kids on the team, his grandpa was at the game. And because we were at a college, so the like the stadium was so much bigger than like the school, like the middle school, and the grandpa was sitting in a different part of the stands than I was. It was just this old man sitting entirely alone by himself in the basketball court. This man is happily married and has a daughter and a grandson that he loves very much, and he's a very happy man and he's a very smart man. And I know him personally, but mm-hmm. the image of him alone by himself in the se- section of the stands that he was in, I was sobbing. For no reason. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I cannot handle old people by themselves. I can't. I just, 
I don't know what to tell you. Don't come hang out with me in 50 years. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm going to say. But then you won't be alone because I'll be with you and I'll also be old. I guess that's true. You wouldn't be just watching me from afar, probably. That would be so weird. Maybe don't do that. No. Okay. I don't know. I'd appreciate it if you just left me alone <laughs> instead of creeping on me. Um, yeah. And so George is so nervous about Nina and I immediately got sad because she clearly has Alzheimer's or dementia and doesn't remember her life. And my Mimi also has Alzheimer's and it's just really sad comparison. And um, I knew when I saw the post-it notes, I was like, this is, this is Alzheimer's. So I love her. They also like made it kind of, funny and sad at the same time like they they didn't they didn't play it for as they didn't play it for as sad as it could have been which i appreciated right but they also like the melody of this episode they also didn't like make fun of her like they they kind of poked fun at how difficult it was for george because you couldn't yeah yeah but they weren't making light of the fact that she couldn't remember i agree i agree because I was like throughout the episode, I was getting a little concerned about that. And then I didn't know. Yeah. Like, okay. You didn't go overboard. Yeah. Um, I think they just had to bring some levity to the episode. I mean, yes. truly. Um, so now we're back. There, the was, there was really only three storylines and two of them were very upsetting. So right. the old lady with Alzheimer's was the not upsetting of the three storylines. So that tells you how dark we're going today. We are getting depressed so watch out um (laughs) so we go back to the boxing ring and daisy's talking about how katherine hepburn boxed and how it was such a good thing for actresses i don't know but our musical theater um major who i work with now she does boxing i was like maybe it's a thing Hmm. no i well no i'm sure it is with other people i when i was in thailand everyone wanted me to take muay thai like mm-hmm. all my friends took Muay Thai, which is like Thai boxing. Yeah. But the idea of like, when I'm stressed out, I don't want to be more stressed out. Some people are like, oh, I've had a really bad day. I just want to punch things. That is over. No. When I've had a really bad day, like yoga and swimming and very alone, like yeah. in your head things are how I decompress. The idea of like pun- rage punching things just like is not real. So like, like- I don't trust my body enough to do boxing. Like I have injured both of my wrists playing tennis. I have injured my shoulders playing tennis. My back hurts all the time because I basically am 90 now. And if I were to punch something, my whole body would probably just break in half. Like yeah, everything would hurt and I would never recover. Yeah. From it. I like, I like to dance and swim. Me and too. Yoga I love and do like things that are very much like I can release all of this energy out into the world in a happy, peaceful way by myself with music. Yes. I love a good just dance. I love a good yoga. Uh, I don't do a lot of swimming, but I don't have a place to swim. So I no. do like swimming. I just don't have a place to swim. Yeah. But no, aggressive things like basketball and like the the most competitive sport that I do is badminton. Oh, I love badminton. I, I love do love badminton. tennis. I just probably am terrible at it now because it's been a long time since I played. Yeah. Um, my body just hurts too much to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just broken and I've just accepted it. I've shed splints in my legs from hitting the court in tennis. I it's the worst. I can't do anything that's too 
intense. So yoga and dancing, I can do. So Mason goes into this crazy monologue that was cracking me up, talking about, he was pep talking about being beautiful and boxing. And he just kept going. And I was like, what is happening? Kid Mason, kid Mason. And I was like, oh my gosh, he is insane. Which like, to be fair, I would also probably be insane at this point. So in his monologue, he pretends that he's fighting Ray and he turns around and swings and then Ray is behind him. And I literally was like, God, I wish she would have punched him in the face. I know he almost punched him in the face. And I was like, oh, so close. So then Mason and Ray square up and Ray is a straight up jerk. He says some of the meanest things that he could think of to say to Mason. And... I was very mad at him. And then we pop over to Daisy, who is dealing with her reap. We learn that Kid Washington is not a kid, but the old boxer man who, mm-hmm. you know, he seems like he's really content with how his life turned out. So I was like, uh, yeah, if die, it's probably a good time to go. He seems happy. Yeah. I'm sad. Small. I mean, I'm sad that he like died violent. Like he wasn't going right. to die in his sleep, especially when we are talking about like natural cause death reapers, but like, I'm glad it wasn't one of the young guys. Yeah. And I'm glad that he like, he like, he was talking about, um, you never, uh, get anywhere by acting. What did he say? Like impulsively or something. And it was yeah. like, he, you could just tell he really found stability and balance. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. I was like, okay, I'm okay with, with this. Um, let me go back to the hospital and it seems, Oh, so she takes Nina's soul and Nina looks at her and like makes a noise. And it's like, did she feel her soul leaving? <laughs> like, it was so strange. I was like, this is like, I was uncomfortable and I wasn't even there. So I can only imagine what George felt. <laughs> and um, then she pops over to this. She keeps trying to go somewhere. She pops over to this. There's this tray of medication laid out, separated her everyone. And she just starts taking them. And I was like, oh my God, I was I was so upset. Yeah. It was so upsetting. And, uh, oh gosh. And I was like, like even George stopped her. And I was like, yeah, like George was George like, I know I'm not supposed to interfere, but like, let's not. I know. And like, ugh, this is the one time that I'm like, George, this is the one time that you try to like do something you're not supposed to. And I'm okay with it yeah. because I also couldn't just stand there and watch it. No, I wouldn't have made sure it as long as George did. So like, she dug one whole like row of those. I know. And obviously it did not physically hurt her. It just killed her. And she's gotta be better on the other side. So it's like there was no really like right. Right, right, right. reaction. It was like she just died in her sleep, even though obviously it was more than that. Yeah. But so it could have been worse. But uh then we go back to the boxing ring and Mason and Ray are boxing and Mason, I don't know why he tries. I mean, I do. I'm glad he tries for him, but he just, he's just kind of a, a little thing. Can't do a whole lot. Um, and Daisy is trying to care for his feelings and be nice to him now. And I just said, this is not the time. Okay. I don't remember. What 
happened. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. So- I, I do. I do. But um, my note says, okay, Ray's right that Daisy did this, but God, I hate him. He said you, cause she was like, I, cause Mason said something about stopping it. And she said, this is all I've ever wanted is two guys to fight over me. And then Ray says, you did this because you um, have feelings for two different guys. What did you think was going to happen? Yes. Yeah. And like, while this is not a mature way to handle it. So this is not what should have happened still. No. Yeah. He was like, he was was like, you got involved with both of us. What did you expect to happen? Right. Like if she had just been honest with Mason, it and not have, in her like really jerky way that she was trying to right, do. Right. No, and she but even when she was being really jerky, like she was never honest with Mason. Like she kept being like, No, it's not what you think. Like at first she was like, No, I don't want to date Ray. But then she like did. I'm like, yeah. she just kept lying to Mason because it hurt too much to tell him that she didn't actually like him. Right. Except I think she does. Well, of course she does. But yeah, so that's what was happening. And uh then we go back to happy time and this woman just walks right up to joy and starts telling her how much everybody loves ricky and joy's like that's nice <laughs> she's, ricky. And she's like who's ricky and she's like oh isn't he your son are you ricky's mom and she's like no she's like are you sure she's like, I, was like, ah. I was like i'm pretty sure she's sure i, I think she would know if she birthed a son and then she tries to offer half of her tuna fish sandwich. And I was like, what is happening right now? Why is this the weirdest scene that's ever happened in the world? It was yeah. very strange. Um, and then she tells her she's brave. And I was like, have you never seen like a normal aged woman go out to get a job? I hate that so much. Me, you're so brave. I'm still going to get punched in the face. That's how I feel. Luckily, luckily, people aren't like that as much, I think, today. Because I think that they're, like, much more accepting of women having, like, multiple life paths kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, like... I think it's also like that more in the, like, north than it is in the south, too. Um, Because in the south, they still, like make comments oh me. no i was gonna say i thought you were saying that like it's more accepting in like it's more the things that happen to joy happen more in the north and i was like no really you meant the other way around never. which i totally that is want. never what i mean <laughs> the south is never more accepting of things so <laughs> accurate okay yeah. cool Long yes. page. absolutely excellent so uh we uh Go back to the boxing again. And Daisy finally, finally. Oh, wait. Yes. No. Before that, but Dolores comes to grab Joy. They don't actually go to their interview yet, but she tells her she's ready. And Dolores and Joy walks yeah. past George's cubicle. And there's like a weird moment where she stops. And I was like, well, that was fucking weird. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. And then we go back to the boxing ring where Daisy yeah. finally tells Ray. She finally tells Ray she's done with him. Yeah. And she walks away. And then, then Mason punches him in the back of the head. I was like, okay, 
he does deserve it. Oh, but I was that mad. Is not how you, I'm you not. I was it. not mad about it at all. I was like, do it one more time. <laughs> you can't. That's not fair. Okay. Not that Ray's fair and Ray deserves it. I'm not worried about fair. fair fight. It's also not a fair fight because Mason can't get hurt because he's dead. <laughs> okay, that's also <laughs> true. <laughs> I've also tried to think about that. <laughs> Daisy even told him. Mason was like, man, he punches really hard. And Daisy was like, you heal fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. And then um, I did. I missed how Kid got knocked down. I missed that also. I don't know if they didn't show us or if I missed it. I think I, no, I think we both just missed it because I was okay. too busy writing that Ray is a piece of shit. And I don't know exactly what incident caused me to say that, but Ray is a piece of shit. Yes. He was just saying mean things to Mason again, probably. He said so uh, many. He said Mason. so many things to Mason that just <sighs> got under my skin in a way that I cannot begin to explain. Right. Um, and then we're back to the hospital. And this is really sad. She's talking about they have to get to class. They have to do this. And, and then we find out that she still thinks she's in eighth grade. And I could not. When I tell you, I could. And you see Georgia's face soften. And she's like, eighth grade was a good time. She's like, I did enjoy eighth grade. She was, like, she was like, did you like that book? And I was like, what book? Tell me what book you're reading. I want to know. I know. I was thinking the same thing. And uh, ties back into the opening monologue where she talks about loving books and never being alone. But it just makes me think about, because like with Alzheimer's, you lose your most recent memories first and go backwards. If she's forgotten everything until eighth grade, she's been dealing with this for a long time. And it's so sad. Yeah. So... Then we go to happy time and we learn that Joy was a history major and a business minor. Would not have pegged her as a history major, maybe business yeah. minor, but uh, yeah. very interesting. Um, and then she, Dolores just keeps saying, your name sounds so familiar and you look familiar. And then she scrolls through her list and finds out that she's George's mom and that George was the girl who died. Okay, but this moment, um, so she was trying to figure out where to place Joy. Mm-hmm. And Joy was like, I don't really know what I like. And then she's like, starts listing all the things that she likes doing. And I was like, oh my God. Because like, I know that Dolores serves as like the mother figure for George because you can't actually talk to her mom. Uh-huh. And obviously like Dolores is something else. But Dolores and Joy have, so much in common that you don't even think about that it was just like so sad i know i know and it's because like they're so they have immensely different like personalities but they are so similar right and uh it's like night and day it's like all the things that george loved about her mom and got from her mom without all the things that like made them clash yeah exactly and she's talking about George. She had hired George. And she says, she seemed sweet. And Joy goes, did she? She said, no. no. <laughs> like, she was like, really? No, no. But she was like, but she, she was hard and she was rough, but she had potential. And that's why I hired her. And that, like, as a teacher, 
yeah. broke my heart a little bit because like the number of my kids that I'm like, if, if they were anything other than what they are right now. Right. Oh gosh. This episode just had a lot going on. So then we go so to Reggie much. at school and she's in the library and the teacher is like telling her to put it up because the books haven't been coded correctly or whatever. And she goes, the teacher, is that a skin magazine? I was like, I've never heard it called a skin magazine. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure that's a brand. Skin magazine is like a brand of <laughs> nudie magazines. <laughs> Realize yeah. Because I'm used to people calling like Playboy or something, you know, like I had no idea. I was just like, that no. is a weird way to say that. Maybe it's Canadian. Um, and then Reggie picks up a tale of two cities and sees George's name in it on the card. And it's, she just gets a little sad. And I just, I'm ready to see how they're going to wrap up Reggie. Because we're close. We have three episodes left. And uh, I'm ready to see how they're going to wrap up Reggie. Because yeah. they're really going to have to do it well. That's because true. it's so mild. Like, I mean, she's had a lot happen. But, like, compare it, like, the Reggie George storyline has been so mild. But has been so intertwined throughout everything. Right. But they really need to stick with their game for that one um we go back to the hospital and george is trying to remind her of her daughter and her husband and she's just not remembering any of it and this is after she's died and i just had the most depressing thought that i was like what happens if you don't remember still after you die like theoretically you're healed you go to a better place and everything and so your memory would come back after you die but she doesn't remember anything and um okay but is this is this where the scene happens yeah this is where the scene happens with rube and penny and george no that's that's right next that's right oh next. okay okay yeah but it's it's this time at the hospital though. yes yes okay. this time in the hospital and i was just like that is so depressing so then we go over to Rube and Penny and Rube asked Penny about his daughter and where she was staying. And he was, uh, she tells him like, she gives him a second. She's like, is this someone you knew in real life? And he's like, yes, but he never lied to her. No. And um, he tried to avoid it, but then he, he avoided, but did lie. Yeah. So uh, he gets the information on where his daughter was. So I assume we're going to get something about that soon. Um, and then this was sad. So George comes up and tries to tell them that she can't help this woman. She doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And basically they're just like, you're on your own. And George says something. But about, it was like, really cute because Rube did tell Penny that George was one of his better reapers. I know. He said, this is one of my better ones. <laughs> she says, uh, I really, she said, I really can't stand old people. I just don't understand them. And she says, you're one lucky girl. You'll never be one. And I was like, I wrote Penny's a rock star. Like Penny, Penny is a rock star. Penny is like Penny is like the mother earth to Rube's father time. Like that's very that's 100% irrelevant. I wish that we had more Penny. I don't, I, know, I don't know if she comes back, but I doubt it. And so it makes yeah. me sad cuz like Penny is the yin and to the yang. Like we need both of them. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I guess it makes sense that Rube has the um, 
non-natural deaths because he's a little more rugged and a little more deep where she's the more peaceful one and so she has more peaceful death so it makes sense yeah god bless maybe oh my god what i just thought of something like literally like right this second yes what if you are a reaper based on how you died mason committed suicide daisy was killed in a fire roxy was murdered george was killed violently by something external they and they all work in unnatural deaths oh i just got what if right so that means that little boy charlie was killed in, no but he was killed by a car crash and now he reaps animals he ruins my theory what does it look they did not stick to their theories very well. So you I know, but I was so proud of myself for that. And then I was like, No, I think child. you can still be right because they do like to insert things into the storyline that don't make sense. Like seeing Rube's face on the poster when we know that they're not supposed to be able to see their face. So like they're inconsistent. I think your theories works. Well, just pretend that he wasn't killed in a car crash and he was killed by a bear attack. That's my theory. Maybe he was killed in a car crash with his pet. We don't know. And that's why he does. We also, maybe all kids have to do pets anyways. Maybe that's not a, Maybe it's an age thing too. Maybe kids get sent to pets because it has, that's easier for them. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of sad that like any kid would be a reaper. Right. Ugh. And like, especially for pets. Could you imagine just taking pet souls your entire life? But like you have to, if pets have souls that have to get reaped, you have to have someone who can like, there right but how devastating would it be to be that person i mean i would be devastated to be any of these people other than the penny penny seems all right that seems like an okay way to live life but that's my theory she died of natural causes she had like, like cancer it. or a heart attack or something i like it yep Amen. um we're back at reggie and joy and joy is labeling things and reggie says why are you labeling what's wrong and she like typical joy just needs to get everything in order because that's the only way she feels like she has any type of like sanity in her life control yeah Mm -hmm. control is the word i was looking for and then our good friend claire brings jd home and is talking about how he pooped in her her prize winning flowers her nasturtiums yes um and said, isn't isn't uh the, a good fertilizer she's yeah. like yes but very big dog very small flowers right very different things and then she's like in awe of joy's like catalog cataloging and labeling and she's like can you do this in my house and joy's just like sure for 75 dollars an hour and i just said joy has found her calling i literally was like that is the best job i would a hundred percent do that job i would also do that job like you just sit around and like listen to podcasts and catalog and nothing in my life will, nothing in my life will ever be organized but if somebody paid me 75 dollars to color code and organize and label everything in their lives it would be immaculate one thousand percent i mean my office is very organized and i'm very organized the bar my house is not very organized because i can organize I, everybody else's lives mine not so much but like i'm also like life while you're here <laughs> But I'm also like, this is the level of organized I am in like weird things. So my students at the beginning of the year, they took the Hogwarts quiz 
each mm-hmm. class and then went whatever class like had the best percent, like, and I, I gave them each a class. So now the homework board, the board in the hallway that tells them what materials they need for their class and the homework drawer, all the same color. So like if you're Gryffindor, your homework on the board is in red, your materials are in red, your homework drawer is red. Everything is red. Like Nine. I, I'm like, you know where it is because it's red. Yes. But that also like makes sense. Yeah. But like, and then like my planner, every single thing, like work at one job, work at another, things for fun, doctor's appointments, like every single thing is in a different color. I have birthdays in two different colors, depending on where I know them from. <laughs> what color is my birthday? Orange. Why? Birthdays of friends are orange because it stands out. I don't because care for orange. Okay, well, I don't care. Just gotta be red. Red stands out. I don't have a red pen. No, I, I do have red pens, but I don't put red pens in my planners because red pens are my marking pens, so I don't know why stink. What about like green? Green is doctor's appointments and recording the podcast. Dark green is recording the podcast. Light green is doctor's appointments. Okay, so I'm still dark green. Yes, you're still dark green. I really okay. That's fine. Fair. I can accept that. <laughs> I just don't want to be orange. Um, so then we go back to the hospital and Mason and Daisy have joined George. Where they came from? We'll never know because it was not addressed. They just came straight from They came from the bus. I know, I know where they came from. I don't know why <laughs> they came from there. Unless George just like, I know she probably called him and like was like, come help me. Yes. But it just felt a little out of place when they arrived out of nowhere. And it was so funny because she called Mason James Bond because he has an English accent. And he's like, okay. you're not listening. This is where I wrote. This is where I wrote. Give her the death post-it, you dummy. Right? Right. And I, it was just cracking me up when she's like, shake it not stir. James Bond. And he's like, I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> and then they put on this play to try and tell her she's dead. 800 different versions of this play. And oh my gosh. Well, the first one, before it goes to the black and white iterations, the first one, Mason's playing her husband and Daisy's playing her daughter. And he is the like worst actor in acting history trying to like be her husband. It is so funny. I find, and this is just something as an actor, I find that the best actors are the only ones who can play bad actors. No, I definitely agree. Okay. I definitely agree. I just thought it was so funny. Yes. It was cracking. And uh, also, yes. I had another thought during this whole montage that I don't think I've ever had before, but it really bothered me. How is Nina sitting down? She could probably sit in a chair. No, but like every time they try to touch anything, their hands go through it. They can't pick things up. How do they sit down? Like, I just... I just had like suddenly at a moment where I was like, nothing is consistent. None of this makes sense. Well, that's probably like a rule. I mean, you think about it. If you think about people talking about seeing spirits in real life, they can see like chairs rocking when they're not supposed to, but then they go through walls. Right. But like, okay. Cause the same thing happens in the show ghosts. Have you, have you seen that show yet? 
Okay, it's a new show. It's a comedy. It's very, very, very funny. But like the one guy, his like superpower as a ghost is that he can kind of get things to move. And it's like really, really like it takes like a lot of effort for him to like knock something over and everybody's got like cheer him on. But then they all use the furniture. And I'm like, how does this not... I I don't maybe that's just an exception to the rule like logical fallacies. I don't I don't I don't approve of logical fallacies well I'm sorry you have uh picked the wrong show then it it's is the wrong life shockful stockful what is it stockful chockful shockful that's the one <laughs> <laughs> yeah took me a second yes yep accurate um yes <laughs> so we're back at reggie and she we find out she kept george's book and she's flipping it through through it and it's so sad she turned to a page that just says reggie needs to disappear i wrote oh reggie you sweet thing i'm so sorry i know i was like this is so sad turns out it's a little less sad than we thought because we get a flashback of baby reggie and small george and the and Clancy and Joy are sitting there talking with Reggie and boo, 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 baby coo noises. And George just out of nowhere says, I don't want Reggie to die. And here's the thing. It, it felt very much out of nowhere, but like, it was more like, I would like you guys to pay attention to me again, but I don't, I don't want Reggie to die. I right. like her. I just don't like that. You only care about her and not me. So maybe she disappears. So it's not as bad because she doesn't want her to die, but Reggie doesn't know that part. She just thinks she wants her to disappear. Right. So in reality, it was a little nicer than that. But also in this moment, in this flashback, it put right uh, young George's age more concretely because we know how old George is versus how old Reggie Mm -hmm. is, which means that in the scene, Reggie or George is between eight and 10. Right. And my Dad and I both got very upset because there is a 0% chance that an eight or 10 to 10 year old can read, understand, and really truly believe in Charles Dickens, the tale of two cities. That's yes. 0% chance. I thought you were going to say read. And I was like, I was reading. This. No, 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 no. Read. Yes. Sure. Absolutely. Read, even read above grade level. Great. Right. Like the, the depth that is a Dickens novel is not for an eight year old. No, no, <laughs> I agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, So then we go back to the hospital. George is losing her mind, I said, because she just doesn't know how to help Nina move on. And Mason and Daisy just go for a drink because they're done trying to figure it out. And uh, then it gets sad again (laughs) Yep, because uh, Nina turns around and sees Beth's post-it. And George picks it up and puts it back on the picture. And she just says, my daughter. Yeah. But it, but it finally clicks to George that the post-it is the answer. Yes. And so she just puts the post-it on her dead body. And this and tells is her a story. She tells her a story. And it sounds like that might be the first time George has come to terms with her own death. Yes. I felt the and same was, way. I was like, first of all, finally. And I was like, she just, and maybe this is the way she needed to do it. It's not a terrible way for her to have done it. Yeah. I'm it's okay. okay. It's, it's just that it's a season too late. Right. Right. 
Like mid, 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 mid to end season one. Great. Yes. Even maybe beginning of season two, but like episode one of season two, not like not episode twelve. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Nina, when she realizes she's dead, she just says, "That's all right. Thank you." I almost broke down in tears and lost it because I was so upset. She just, that's all right. Right? It broke my heart. It's fine, though. It's fine. Um, And then we go back home. Daisy's home. And I know that this is already probably a long episode, but it's just going to go. Hold on. Before we do that, after Reggie's telling the story, there's a little, or I'm sorry, after George's telling the story, there's a little bit of a monologue where she's talking about how she, like, finally came to terms with her death mm-hmm. and she feels bad because she realizes talking to me not about Nina's family is the first time that like she realizes that she hasn't really been thinking of her family she's like I wonder if Reggie is ever thinking of me and I my note just says Reggie's only ever thinking of you always thinking of you George always and that was like really sad and I wish the episode would have ended right there this whole episode but it it's sad. It did So they go back to Daisy's house. And Daisy and Mason are kind of back to themselves. They drunkenly get back to Daisy's. And Ray is creepily sitting there in the dark. And I cringed so hard. I was so upset. So upset. And I kept thinking somebody was like, I kept thinking he was going to kill one of them. Knowing they can't die. I'm well aware they can't die. I still thought they were going to somehow. And it was just, it was so sad. I put, I'm ready for Ray's post-it because he started being such a jerk. And she tells him to leave. As soon as Daisy tells him to leave, he grabs her by the neck and slams her into the wall. And I was distraught. I was so upset. It was like, like even thinking about it, it's such an upsetting scene. And I, I don't care, care for the fact that this show went this dark. I don't. I wish it wouldn't have. I... It was not set up that way. It was set up as a dark comedy, and I think it went too dark. For my own personal well-being, I need to skip to what happens after because I could not process this. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Mason <laughs> beats him over the head with a tray because Mason comes to Because Mason is Mason, and we all yep. need a Mason. And I said, where is his soul? What happened? <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> if you're evil, your soul becomes a graveling. Well, here's the thing. That is the theory that I've seen. And I, I, and I saw that on Reddit, that like evil people's souls become gravelings. I don't know that that's 100% true. I, like, I don't know what made him a graveling. Like, we end the episode having no idea what made him a graveling. And the thing that makes it even more uncomfortable is Daisy wasn't reacting to the fact that he didn't have a soul or a post-it note or a reaper. And Mason's like, what is going on? And she, he was like, you're not surprised. And she said, I've seen this before. I think she killed her sister's abuser. And I think she did it after she died. And that's why she got sent away from New York. That's amazing. Because I did not even go there. 
That is exactly what I thought. And I do think it's evil people because if you don't reap their soul in time, their body just, their soul becomes terrible like their body is. It's but not. Here's, here's the thing that I have a problem with if that's mm-hmm. true. My problem with that thought is, and this is going to get into some real life shit for a second. Mm-hmm. My problem with that thought is the fact that that kind of excuses narcissistic manipulative abusers because they don't have a soul. These well, people, I don't think, but here's don't the thing. Think they don't have a soul. I think, they, I think that's kind of what it's implying is that there is no soul to reap. There's a graveling inside. There's evil inside. And I get that. And I get what the show is kind of doing with it. But I think that that kind of makes an excuse for people. And it says, well, you didn't have a chance to be good. You were always evil. And that is kind of like pretending it's okay because they were always going to end up that way. So I agree with you if your theory is correct. But my thought on it is that they do have a soul, but when it's so blackened that instead of going through to this light they might would there's some that are chosen to be gravelins just like there's some that are chosen to be reapers and i think that once his soul turned black he was like predestined to become a graveling after that and so i think that was his soul coming out of his body as a graveling but that that also that's still i don't know if it's like the thing is like it's his soul has become so rotted that it becomes a graveling but the idea of predestination in any way shape or form kind of still excuses behavior in a way that i don't agree with i don't think it's like predestined like from the time he's born i think once your soul is rotted they decide if you're going to become a graveling or if you're going to go to some other terrible place and so i think it's kind of like but because you're probably decided you're gonna be a grim reaper before the second you die. Right. But like what what is what is the thing that makes you a reaper? Like what what do you have to be to be a reaper? Well, I don't know, but we know that George saw Gravelings before she became a reaper. That's true, but then why didn't that other guy? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have so many questions about what they're yeah. doing. And I have a feeling that if this whole idea of it being you're evil it's but i don't think everyone who's evil becomes a graveling either i think no but then but then again but like what is what what would then what i don't know i just think i have a problem with the idea of things being so black and white Mm-hmm. And I know that obviously it's not because I have no fucking idea what's going on in the show. There's no black and white, but there's just something so I have a problem with the word evil. That's what it is. That's what I figured. Okay. That's, That's I have fair. a problem with the word evil. I have a problem with the concept of evil because I think that by let, saying that any human being is evil takes away the, the moral responsibility to not do those things. That's fair. I can I can understand that. That sorry, it took me a long yes. time to process how I the words that made that yes. make sense. But yeah, I think the idea that a human being is capable of doing those things to Daisy and doing those things to people in real life because it has happened to people in real life. Right. And saying that it's just an act of evil kind of takes away the humanity of it and yes, in a way takes away the responsibility of choosing not to do that right and see i think that 
it's not i think that because they choose to do that is what blackens their soul i don't think it's the other way around i don't think they're evil therefore they do that i think they do that therefore it blackens their soul and i think that the reason he got chosen as a graveling as opposed to getting sent somewhere else is because he noticed the death and the correlation like he was like you went there because someone died you went there because someone died like he he's noticing that there's a connection and i think he knows more than we when we know about you know i think he's aware yeah no that's died. that's fair i knew so i think gonna- that's why he was chosen to be a graveling honestly i knew he was gonna go somewhere that he shouldn't with the death when he immediately was like oh somebody died at that bar that night and i yeah. was like that's gonna be a problem and like the thing is like i think this is Gravelines is the hell version of Reapers. Because but like they but have Reaper, to kill people. But that's the other thing that I don't fully understand about the show and where it stands in a moral kind of compass is because like Gravelings are clearly bad. Right. Like this this episode has concretely decided that Gravelings are bad. We kind of always felt that way about them because of the way they were visually portrayed. Right. But this has like been like nope, concrete traveling yeah. is bad. But Reapers are I don't I don't think that Reapers are good either. Like Reapers are so more well, ambiguous. A, I don't think it's a good versus evil thing though either. I think it's it's something along the lines of if you No, but you you just said that Reapers were like that Gravelings were like the bad version of Reapers. Right, right, right. And I do agree with that because I think that they've blackened their soul so much. Whereas Reapers aren't good or not good, but they aren't just bad. No, I don't think they're bad either. So but I think I don't, that's. I don't think, like I don't think it's. Movie. I don't think that Graylings and Reapers actually have any connection except for that they both are associated with death. Like well, I, I think Reapers are more maybe maybe they're more like in purgatory because they right. do. Like I think all it's, there's like a, a moral, area. There's like a moral ambiguity there. Like they but all, I think the Gravelings don't have a good area. That's my thought is that they have the option and never choose good. They always choose bad. Whereas Reapers are somewhere in between. But now the question is, what, what? happens when a reaper is done when their number is called that guy like that guy who reaped george and then didn't exist anymore betty jumping into the heaven that she wasn't supposed to what like maybe is is reaping purgatory and you either go one way or the other or and once you finish your duties you go where you're you go but the thing is that would that would like then have to like imply that all reapers get better as time goes on and i don't think that's true because like rube seems to be spiraling in the opposite direction but rube's also not done no 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 i know but like the idea of purgatory making you get better like rube has clearly been here for how many years doing this and helping people and following the rules and being doing x y and z but he hasn't moved on and maybe that's wise because he hasn't emotionally moved on therefore he can't leave it's kind of like when your soul's stuck on earth and they but say then, like until you but then find why didn't thing. but then why didn't roxy move on when she finally had the breakthrough after her birthday or death day there's something more with roxy going on that we just but, don't but the problem is there's not like See, i think there should be there should yeah. be there should be but there's not and i think 
I think there's more to Roxy. I think she's supposed to take over for Rube when Rube moves on. And I think that maybe that's why she hasn't left. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. I think that this is where I start to question the writing because I think that Brian Fuller didn't have time to flesh out his ideas and people Mm -hmm. who don't understand him are trying to finish what he started and it's not adding up. I agree. And I've been questioning that a lot. Pretty much since he left the show, nothing's lined up since. Which I mean, it lines up at fifth episode. Right. (laughs) There's that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, we end on a George monologue. And one of the things she ends with is the things you try to hide turn out to be the things you can't forget. And she says that as a monologue over the top of a scene of Mason burying Ray's body in the backyard. And I felt slightly vindicated by that. I also did. But it's clear that it was meant on Daisy's behalf. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure that that's not the end of that. Like, that's the end of Ray, but that's not the end of that. And I will say I'm a little sad because I don't know that I could ever look at Eric McCormick the same again. And I'm. Isn't it so upsetting? Like, that is upsetting. Because I loved him. And I just, I need to see him in the happiest, nicest show ever. That's a, like fluffiest show that's ever been created. I need, to I need to like, watch I, don't know him. That's good I need him to like watch him hosting the puppy bowl or something. Ugh. Like, yeah. I don't know if that would do it. I don't either. I, I don't. Because I am not okay with him and i understand that means he's a good actor i do understand that that means he's right. a good actor. the more upset i him. am the more credit it gives him in his abilities unless he's actually that person but like i think we would have heard about it by now if he was right i don't know i'm just he's worked with a lot of people and everyone's not said anything bad about him right i just yep Yep, I don't have words. I have none of the words. Excellent. Um, well, sadly, on that note, I have no trivia for you. No quotes. No nothing. I included the one trivia was that Eric McCormick and um, um, Nina were both in an episode of Will and Grace together. And that's even though they didn't have any scenes together in this show. And then I said the quotes I liked. And those were not listed on IMDb. Of course. And there were some good quotes here. Um, but... Who do you want to punch in the face? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Ray's already dead. Right. But honestly, nobody else deserved it this episode, so still has to be Ray. Still has to be Ray. Yeah. Like, there's not even, like, a backup choice. No. Um, and who's your MVP? Mason. And I can't really explain why it's Mason without having a breakdown because I can already feel myself starting. So I also put Mason, but I feel like we shouldn't have the same thing all the time. So I also kind of feel Penny. That's true. I love Penny. I love Penny. I just have like very very deep personal reasons why I need that. That's fair. And um, we have three episodes left. 
three. We have made it almost to the end of this show. Um, my prediction is that nothing that I want to feel satisfied about will happen. My prediction is that the only things we're going to learn about is Daisy's sister's thing and Rube's daughter's thing. And that's it. I don't think we're going to answer to anything. Honestly, I would be okay if those are the only two loose ends, but I have a feeling we're going to get one, but not both. I feel like we'll get both. I feel like if they don't, I mean, I feel like they've set it up so much that they have to answer both before they go. You would think. I'm. You would. You would going to punch Gacha in the face if he does not tie up both of them because he is the main writer at this point, and I will find him. I hope he's alive. Probably. I don't know how old he was. This came out. Oh my god! I can't imagine that he's dead. That well, if he was like in his 40s or 50s when this came out, he'd be fine. But what if he was like in his 70s or 80s? We don't know. Um, I don't know how old he was. He. No, I don't want to click on the Amazon ad. <laughs> Are you sure that's not what you want? Out of all it's those absolutely things. Absolutely not what I want. Where Steven Gotcha. I'm trying to you tell give me any information. He is unknown. He's an unknown age, but he's a native of New Orleans, so I could find him. He went to Tulane. Did he? He sure did. He sure did. No, no, no. Go back. We will never know his age, though, apparently, because it does not want me to know his age. Um, but he does look relatively young, so like he's yeah, probably no. Um, here I'm gonna not look for actual things and look on his Twitter. <laughs> Fair. His Twitter says a writer, Dead Like Me, Spin City, Roseanne, a dozen other shows you didn't watch. <laughs> um, he also tweeted on the first of November of 2021: Saints oh. win, Brady loses. <laughs> So I like him already. Maybe I won't punch him in the face. Right. But we'll see. I'll let you know. (laughs) TBD. TBD. Um, Also, cannot find an age. And I don't care to continue looking. Sorry. Right. That is fine. Um, Also, (laughs) uh, we we are apologizing because this episode has been incredibly long. Um, I'm pretty sure it's been an hour and a half. At least. It is almost 10 o'clock. Yes, I, I do know what time it is. I just don't think we started as early as we think we did. Oh, I thought we started right after 8. Probably closer to 8.15, 8.30. Maybe. Just talk nonsense. But maybe. Maybe it's an hour and a half long. But honestly, like. But like most of it was the episode. We didn't. We didn't no. chit chat too much in the beginning. We just had a lot to say about this episode. Because there was a lot of upsetting things. And also, I oh, hope I make sense because I'm half a bottle of wine and no dinner in. But it's because I needed it because today sucked. And this, emo- this episode emotionally wrecked me. You did absolutely make sense because I have had no wine. I have had sparkling water. Okay, good. good well, good. I've had sparkling mango black tea or something. Something. It's, it's delicious. And uh, I've, not, I've also not had dinner, though, so... We're going to have to wrap it up so we can eat some food before we sleep tonight and get ready for tomorrow because I have a conference and you have school. 
I do have school and a basketball game and drama rehearsal. And Teresa wants to take me out to dinner because my week's been shit. Ooh. Nice. Sounds good. We love you all. Come join us on Reddit. We're having a ball. We are. And we're Um, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Gmail. Watch out for our... uh, questions that we're going to ask polls, yes answer polls send us send us suggestions tell us what you want us to talk about um please 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 we have we have things we're interested in but we want to do things you're also interested in yeah like because i could listen to myself talk forever but i cannot be the only audience right <laughs> agreed and the three percent of you from germany we thank you thanks and uh, you can follow us at Death and Aliens everywhere, and you can uh, join our Death and Aliens community on Reddit. I'm still learning Reddit. We are figuring it out. But um, we are on all of the things that, as Death and Aliens. I am on all of the things, including Reddit as E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And I am everywhere at C-E Cloud. 13 and uh, we will see you next week as we and the day that this episode comes out so sorry i forgot to mention this at the top um there will be a poll for sci-fi episodes you may be interested sci-fi shows you may be interested in and um we're gonna see if sci-fi or horror wins out and what show wins out yes so stay tuned and don't forget to check out our instagram state and vote as the show wraps up, that can only mean one thing. Season four is coming. New content. Ooh. It's going to be great, guys. All right. We will see you then. See ya. Bye.